Welcome to the Bunyip and Ayotashli podcast. Welcome back to the Bunyip and Ayatashli Speculative Fiction Podcast. This is Bob, your host. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please do like and subscribe wherever you're listening from. I appreciate your time and that effort. This time, I have two stories for you. The second one is by Jude Marie Green. That will come up in just a few moments. But first, I have a story by Ambrose Bierce. This little story is also appearing in my other podcast, Bunyip Bites, which you might be able to find in your podcast app. There have been several episodes so far, all of them consisting of one short poem or story or something of that nature. I hope you enjoy it. Try to look for it and like and subscribe to that also. Thanks. Here's the story, The Dog and the Bees. A dog, being very much annoyed by bees, ran quite accidentally into an empty barrel lying on the ground, and, looking out the bunghole, addressed his tormentors thus. Had you been temperate, stinging me only one at a time, you might have got a good deal of fun out of me. As it is, you have driven me into a secure retreat, for I can snap you up as fast as you come in through the bunghole, learn from this the folly of intemperate zeal. When he had concluded, he awaited a reply. There wasn't any reply, for the bees had never gone near the bunghole. They went in the same way as he did, and made it very warm for him. The lesson of this fable is that one cannot stick to his pure reason while quarreling with bees. Ambrose Bierce Now I have a reading for you from Jude Marie Green. She's a Southern California-based science fiction and fantasy writer. She also writes little horror in her spare time. It was published originally in James Gunn's Ad Astra, and I'll let her give you the title. Take it away, Jude Marie. The name of the story is A Superlative for Goodbye. And by the way, my name is Jude Marie Green. Yay! One gray rocket lumbers along to the launch pad. Earthbound and clumsy now, gorgeous with potential washed with harsh spotlight that illuminates the flag and the corporate decals. The rocket is like a fresh girl wearing mom's makeup, badly applied. The company's paid for the rocket and bought you to fly it. This is the last rocket. It's yours. You're the last as well. You should be proud of that. You are lucky to get one, they say. The program's defunded and there's nothing afterwards. Forget all the money spent on training you on building those rockets. They must have paid too much because they refused to pay for more. Your angry sweat smells bad like dirty feet and swamp gas. Their defeated sweat smells worse. We're done. Someone else will carry the flame. China, France, India, perhaps even the new Russia, but not the red, white, and blue, not us. You fit the pressure suit designed to your measure. You fill the capsule all the instruments within your reach. The analog countdown ticks away at eye level. Your heart pounds with anticipation, but you don't sweat, not now. You have no fear. Any outcome now, good or bad, is the final outcome. 
You grow more calm as the countdown reaches zero. The sudden expected, excited, go flight, forces your smile. The rockets flare. Acceleration fights against gravity, seeming to push you into Mother Earth's arms, snugging you into her bosom. A farewell hug before you cut the apron strings. Into the mic, you mouth the expected words, country, God, family. Unspoken are the superlatives that occupy your mind. Best, most, greatest, last. You mouth more words, you trained monkey. You're not even sure which words they are because you're thinking of your family, your proud husband, your children with their earthbound jobs, your aging parents, your friends, colleagues, students, people who know you, love you, understand your dreams. All these people, all that support, Will it be such a great loss in your life when the end of the program takes space away from you? Yes, and yes, and yes. There's a button, a special square button, hard plastic, cold to the touch, and your entire right hand hovers over it. You resent its smug, solid green. The color taunts you, says you'll do your job, nothing more, then walk away from your dreams, if you push the button, the color will change to dangerous pulsing red. That red will stay with you for the rest of your life. You decide. Nope, you decided some time ago. You aren't returning home. Ship's batteries will last a while. Your air a while longer. If they chase, they'll chase you to the stars. You push the button at Astra. That was Jude Marie Green reading her story, A Superlative for Goodbye. And this is Bob saying goodbye for this time. You've been listening to the Bunyip and Ayatashli Speculative Fiction Podcast. I appreciate your time. Please like and subscribe if you got them. And thanks for listening. Bye.